Aloha and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so today's title, which came to me and Anne while we were cruising over here, surprised me. That's today's title, Surprise Me, okay? And, you know, people are afraid to just trust that whatever's coming is perfect. Whatever it is, whatever's coming is perfect. You know why? Because we think we know what we want in the world. We don't even know what we want beyond the world. We just know we, we can know that we want it, right? The, the worldly things that we think we want, the things that we think we're going toward, going after, whatever it is, we don't really want those things, okay? So uh, so let's give it an example. One of my friends has something on his nose. Uh, well, he thinks he has something on his nose. No one else can see it but him. Um, but he's <laughs> hoping that um, the frankincense oil will help him get that thing off his nose so he asked me, he said, do you think the frankincense oil will get this thing off my nose? I said, no fucking way, it can't, because the oil in the nose aren't there. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I want the essential oil anyways. You know, all these things that we, that we do to try to, you know, go for like getting, let's say, getting the, the mark off the nose, the thing off the nose, whatever it is. Those, those, that outcome is not the outcome we actually want. We don't give a shit about that. We think we care about that because that's the distraction. We don't care about that. We only care about waking up. So in that case, you would use the sense that you got something on your nose that you want to get rid of for waking up. You start using everything for waking up. Look, it's not like the solutions aren't coming. The, the, the worldly solutions are coming. The mind is making them up. And as you relax, they're coming easily. They're coming easily for you. You don't have to seek it. You don't have to look for it. Everything that arises for you, even if it's just like some little, uh, you know, it's seemingly meaningless uh, freaking pimple. It is, it is meaningless in the sense that there's some kind of pimple or whatever it is. That's meaningless. Uh, but it's meant to be used. Your reaction to that is meant to be used for awakening your mind. So it's like whatever it is, you're like that's that's uh, deserving of nothing less than gratitude. Nothing less than gratitude for that. Oh, thank goodness I have this thing that seems to bother me. Or I have this person that seems to bother me. Oh, thank goodness I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's like, it's like thank you. So... Um, I cruised over to this tin shack today um, for the first time in like a year and a half because they finally decided that you don't have to like stifle your breath while you're standing in line and placing your order. So <laughs> we all went over there today. And you know, one of, my, one of my employees has alopecia. That's the name for it. You know, that's her story. She says she has alopecia. There's no such thing as that. She just doesn't grow hair apparently in her dream and in my dream too, apparently. So she's... <laughs> She's standing in line. She's a beautiful young girl, you know. She's got a bald head, and she's got some cool uh, tattoos on the side of her head and stuff. 
So this guy comes up and uh, he's he he says something like uh, he tells first he tells her she looks like Kojak and she's like what is Kojak I don't know what Kojak is I'm way too like she's way too young for Kojak right uh, so he's like, then he starts asking her why she took all of her hair off because she was so beautiful when she took all of her hair off so I'm standing there laughing my ass off right I'm watching my friend. <laughs> And then she's like, you can tell she's like kind of getting angry because the guy's telling her. And then she's like, no, I have alopecia and this is why, you know, I don't have any hair and stuff like that. And, you know, you could tell like, you know, expecting, oh, he's going to feel bad for what he does. just said. Nope, he's not going to feel bad for what he just said. In fact, he's going to take it a step further and tell her that she needs to eat more protein so she can grow some hair. So, so, so he walks away and she's like, this is what I get all the time because of because of this and i go you know why you're getting that because you're going to learn to have fucking fun with it you're going to have a good time with that you can and she's like oh thank you for reminding me i could have fun with that that's the whole reason that it's, it's coming to me like you can play with that and here's the thing you guys you know what uh, in terms of relating with people what you really want is for everyone to feel at home around you everyone around you to feel at home right so if someone's coming up with a with an energy that has a certain kind of feeling that's getting a reaction from you right you know and you kind of like breathe into your reaction look for how you can have fun and play with it and inclusive with the uh with the person that's saying the seemingly triggering things too right uh because these are patterns that we set up. So, so this pattern of getting offended, let's say, right? And it's so funny too, because that whole, that whole thing just went down. I don't know if you guys know in, in the media. I mean, it's, it's just so funny, you know, that thing about Will Smith slapping the other dude because he said something about his wife's alopecia. And then my friend is like chilling in the tin shack and she gets like the same kind of action. But, you know, it, it's like the guy's not, telling, not just telling a joke, but it's the reaction. The reaction's similar. How dare you say something about someone who has a medical condition? You know what I mean? Um, so it's the, it, it's the sense that that is wrong and I'm taking offense I'm, I'm becoming offensive about it. You know, that's the part that's a pattern that we set up. We put it into play over and over again. So it's like we want to keep on playing it out. That's why we get the offensiveness. So when you're finally ready to laugh at it, and if that takes going through it with willingness to see, you're watching your reaction. You know, you're not judging it. It's like, I love that about myself. Look at me reacting to people saying meaningless shit. Stuff that makes no sense. And you're just watching the reactions. And you're embracing the reactions and loving too. You know, it's like people want to run away from the pain, want to run away from the emotional pain. And that's the way we're conditioned to run away from it. We don't want to embrace it. Running away entails making something or someone wrong. That's running away from your feelings. Okay, it's trying to project them. It's trying to give them to someone else. You're thinking you're getting rid of them by giving them over to something else, someone, something or someone else, making that thing the wrong thing, the thing that you think you see in your dream. See, no one's really there. Nothing's really happening. No one has alopecia. 
It's like whatever, whatever condition seems to be giving you, that's the perfect condition for waking up. So that's why it's like, surprise me. I don't know what I want. You know, I, I get a sense. I can get a sense of what I really want. That's what, what's beyond this world. But I don't even know what that is. We're all going to be surprised. <laughs> There's no way we can conceive of it. But you can sense it. It's almost like a whisper or a, 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 a thread. And it's, like a, and, and it's like, hey, come this way. Lean this way. Look this way. That's your inner guide. That's your inner teacher. It's taking you beyond the world. It's taking you through the world, too, and beyond it. Uh, see, it, it's also taking you through the world, through the things that you seem to be interested in. The things that seem to be, oh, that just feels good. That's like something that I'm interested in. Let's say that uh, my friend with a, with a mark on his nose, he's going, you know what? Now I'm really interested in how the skin works. This is interesting. I'm going to check this shit out. You know, I'm going to go looking in this direction. This looks fun. So it's like when you feel inspired like that, all of it's meaningless. It's not leading to anything meaningful, yet you're going on the inspiration. It's just like you're opening up to it because you don't have a choice in what you do. But you could say, oh, no, that's frivolous. I don't want to get into any uh, skincare thing. That's frivolous to, to me. Well, it's all frivolous. There's nothing more important that you can get interested in. There's nothing more important or less important. You know, people get interested in all different kinds of things. You know, uh, fitness is one of them. For me, it's, all, it's been fitness. Like, I've always been interested in that, you know. Um, and just like uh, uh, everything that I've, that I've gone through has led to various openings and awakening as far as, you know, uh, getting frustrated with it because I'm trying really hard and I'm learning all the things that I'm supposed to do, but I'm not really seeing the results that I thought I, I should see based on what I know and what I'm doing you know, stuff like that. It's really awakening for us. Uh, you know, we just let it all be used for that. And don't like brush anything off like, oh, this is an aside. It's like embrace, embrace everything that you are expressing, whatever it is that you are expressing. You just like embrace that. And I had a really good test with that too um, when the COVID thing went down because, you know, that just like triggered the shit out of me when everyone was doing masks and everything. And, you know, immediately I was like, oh, this is really good for me. And I'm like using it for that purpose. And then at the same time, I could see that I'm, I'm being moved toward activism. And, you know, my mind's like, wait a second, I can't do activism. That doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And it, and it was shown to me, it doesn't matter. You're going, you're doing it anyways, even though it makes no sense to you. Nothing makes sense to do. So what's the difference? So, you know, for me, that was like such a test on that particular one because there was like this, this, uh, this sense like, like, what are you doing now? You know, that's the ego's voice. What are you doing now? How does this make sense? It's like, I'm not doing anything. Nothing's happening. I'm not making a choice to go toward activism. That's the way things are moving. I could make a choice to resist the motion or allow the motion to flow. That's all I could do. I cannot really make a decision on what I'm going to do. Cannot really make a decision like that. That's a very convincing illusion that you can.
Now that's where people's pain comes in so much. Because you think you make choices in the world. But there are no choices going on here. When you're dreaming a dream at night, you're watching a show of yourself making choices. It's much like that. It's the same kind of thing. You never stop dreaming. You think you go to sleep, you're just dreaming that you're asleep having a dream now. Now and then you and, and then you have a waking dream. It's the same dream. It's just the mind chattering. It's just the mind chattering, projecting images. It never stops. You don't actually get any rest when you're sleeping. <laughs> you, you know, you get you, you get an illusion that you got rested, and you, and then that could take you again. You know, you get an illusion that you got rested, but true rest only comes from awakening. Whenever you get opening, whenever you get awakening, that's truly restful. Okay, uh, that's a, that's the case, and that's why you know uh, uh, when you're when you're stressed, and we're all stressed. Okay, there's not one of us who's not stressed. Here's how you know you're stressed. You fucking think you have a body. It looks like you do. It seems like that. You seem to be seeing other bodies who are on a trajectory toward death. Okay, so you're totally delusional and stressed. <laughs> I speak from experience. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the whole uh, structure, the, your structure of thought that your image is made of, it's built on stress, okay? So the projection of that is a stressed out body, okay? There is no body, but the projection of that is a stressed out, tight, tense body, you can find tension in everyone who's not an infant, okay? Anyone. If you, here's the thing. You can, if you, have, if you have no tension in your mind, right? You can press anywhere on your body and get all the way to the bone with no pain. Even if you got big, strong muscles, same, same. It's like, it's like this, is, this is our stress that we're, that we're seeing here. This is our tension. And this is what automatically is going to be coming out if we're not alert to it. So when we get an upset feeling, that's an expression of the tension, right? It's not because there's something. Back to the pimple. It's not the pimple, right, that's making it to seem like, oh, I got to get this. But the draw toward getting the frankincense, it's blessed, it's totally blessed. Oh, you feel like you want some frankincense. Great. That's where all your lessons are coming and wherever you're inspired to move. And, you know, your lessons are coming in any fashion. Um, it's just that when you will not allow yourself to follow inspiration because you have some idea in your mind. You have some idea about it, how it's wrong, how it's, uh, uh, you know, it's meaning, you know, one thing that a lot of A Course in Miracles people use, it's meaningless anyway. So, you know, I, I'm just going to, uh, um, I'm going to block out solutions. Yeah, you don't have to do that. It doesn't really matter. You know, uh, a lot of these Course in Miracles people, you see their body all hurt. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, it's like constantly like, <laughs> it's like, it's constantly like uh, denying the body. So I'm not saying deny the body. It's different. Deny truth to it as in there's no reality to it. There's absolutely no reality to it. That doesn't mean uh, we're not willing to take care of things. See, 
It's like, it's like, you know, it's like the, the mind is playing out according to belief. It's just playing out according to that. So if you're rejecting the body, that's also an attack on the body. If you're rejecting it, saying it's not here anyways, I'm just a mind, which is true, but don't use that to reject what seems to be meaningful to you. See, you're reacting to it all the time. Whether you're saying in your mind that this body is meaningless, when it's, when it, when it's like not getting uh, circulation in your dream or something's cut off in your dream or there's pain in your dream, you're noticing that shit. You're totally noticing that and you're reacting to it. So those reactions just need to be taken care of, that's all. And then the solutions, even for your body, are coming. Because the solution, any, any upset feeling, look at this. Any upset feeling that you, uh, that you are projecting right now yeah. is showing you the way to the solution. Because the, the answer is always the same. There's one answer to everything. Okay, the answer is always the truth. And then, and then out of that, even, it, even the truth rules the manifest world. The truth just rules the manifest world because you allow it. See? One thing that I've always seen, um, you know, since I've been into fitness and stuff, I worked out with a lot of women, you know, um, workout partners and stuff. And, you know, as we would get on uh, in years, like say it's not even that old, like 29 or something, you know, we start noticing things changing, right? And for me, I've always been just like, I don't accept it. I don't accept that as my reality. I don't care what I see in the mirror, I'm not gonna accept that, that that is normal. That that's a normal thing, that my shape changing like that and maybe like getting lumps and bullshit like that, I'm not gonna accept that as normal, I don't accept that, okay? So my mind is always open for solution and, and patience too. Like I, I know that it's not about my body really, yet I find myself reacting to body things, aging, reacting to that. Even when I see aging on another person, I'm reacting to it. I'm going, this is not acceptable. This, this thing that I see with uh, wrinkles inside, that's not acceptable. That's not reality. At the same time, I'm taking care of my reaction to it, see? So that's like opening up the field. It's going, yes, hope. You know, the universe going, yes, hope, because of my persistence, you are right. There is no such thing as aging. You guys are making that shit up, right? You are right. You are seeing in, you are seeing in separation, and that's why you think you see that. Congratulations. It's good that you're reacting to it because you're going to react to it until it's no more. You're going to react to wrinkles until they're no more because you're going to see through the illusion that makes this seem like it's a possibility for anyone ever. Okay. That's just a sign. It's like a warm up for your dying, which is a, which is an illusion. We made that one up. There's no such thing as death. Okay. We're also going to see through that illusion. Uh, we, we, what we see right now is in separation and every, you know, it, it, bless any path that seems like you're trying to improve the illusion, bless it. Just don't be identified with it. The way you don't be identified with it is watch your upset feelings. 
You know, you've probably heard of like, like embody it, embrace it. So it's kind of like this for me. It's like an upset feeling arises, you know, and I just notice in the moment that I, I, I think I see something that's upsetting. I notice an upset feeling. It comes up. I let it permeate the energy field. Okay. There's no body here. We're getting a sense of a projected feeling. We're getting a sense of a projected feeling. Why is our mind projecting that feeling? Because we're seeing in separation and we want to see through it. We can use that feeling. So take that feeling and just, you're going into it instead of resisting it. Resisting it, you're settling. You're saying, oh, well, I guess that's the way it is. I'm fucking 49 right now. I guess it's expected that I'm going to be having some wrinkles. No, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it and, and look at it like that. And I also don't look at it for like, what am I going to do? Oh my God, I'm so anxious about this. What am I going to do? Any anxiety I t- I'm taking care of. I'm getting relief in the moment, right? I'm not going, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Right? And, you know, things just keep on being shown to me where, you know, it actually in the illusion where why are we getting, why are we getting this sense that we're, as we age, we feel like we're, having more weight on us like we're weight on our shoulders even even physically for a bunch of us weight on our bodies you know why are we having so much weight on ourselves as we get on in years and you know i learned recently these patterns of thought these uh these uh these habits of thought that we don't see that we're not seeing they're manifesting like this gripping, this fascia that's in the body and gripping and wrapping around our stuff. That's why when you get a massage, a really deep massage, if there's that lumpiness that's being pushed through, it's like these dry, brittle adhesions that are just holding all these cells in like this stagnant place. This is a symbol of what's going on in the mind. It's holding stuff in a stagnant place. So I discovered that, and this has been a discovery that's been taking place over decades. Basically, you take any area in the body and you go through that pain. You let yourself just go through that pain and you're clearing because you're only clearing from the mind. There's no body, remember. So the pain is fear. It's nothing else. It's not because of an injury you got earlier. It's not because your mom told you you were a bitch when you were three or something. Uh, although when you hear something and it scares you, when you, and you sense something and you, you think you're scared, it tenses up and puts you like out of alignment. And that's basically out of alignment in the body is symbolic out of alignment in the mind. And we're all out of alignment because we got the shit wrapping around ourselves. And that's basically what we're doing with these patterns. They're, they're choking out the life force. And that's why we perceive this dying thing. We perceive this aging and this dying thing because these patterns are choking out our life force. So anytime you feel an upset feeling or you experience any pain, even if it's a, even if it's a pain of say a bug bite, a mosquito bite or something like that, the mosquito also came from your mind. Okay, so that so it doesn't matter where it seems like it's come from. The pain is there for you. And you know, um, here's the thing. You're perceiving a stressed body, a pain body. You're going to experience pain. You're going to get that experience. 
Because that's the manifestation of it. The thing is, pain doesn't have to be suffering. Surprise me. How can pain be fucking awesome? Right? How can it be awesome? Because, you know, really perceiving a separate world is pain. And, you know, one way to kind of like nip it in the bud is to be alert to your pain all day long. Notice when you're suffering. Notice when something seems to be going wrong for you. It could be the simplest little thing like uh, uh, your hair won't do what you wanted it to do today. Or the, the shirt you were going to wear today is stained. Or, you know, even more triggering for most of us, uh, my friend took my shirt and didn't give it back, and I want to wear it right now. Right? What's she thinking? Not giving my shirt back. Right? The mind starts going. That's where, you know, the, the trust comes in that that is not a meaningful thing, that that's giving you something to see. Right? Whenever something seems to be lost, nothing gets lost. But, you know, today I like to, I like to use gua sha uh, a lot of days. Like after I get out of the shower, I just like gua sha my neck and my face and stuff. And I get out, out of the shower yesterday. And where's my gua sha? There you go. Suffering. It just like rises. And, you know, it's like, it's like you don't have to deny that. Just like, okay, immediately that's what that is. So then I don't give a shit that the gua sha isn't there. I don't even care. Because what is it for? That's the question. Finding the gua sha tool is not the fucking answer. If I need it, it'll be there. If I don't need it, it won't be there. I really don't know what I want. I have no idea what fucking works. <laughs> I just go with experience. You know, I know, I, I know this works. I know this works. When you take an upset feeling and you're willing to embrace it, I know that works. You offer some willingness to embrace it instead of going with the distraction. That works. I can't speak for anything else in the world. You know, for one guy, the frankincense will seem to work. For another guy, it won't work. Right? Oh, this frankincense is amazing. It's fucking miracle. Friend, come over here. You got to use this shit. Huh, did nothing for me. Yeah, it's because it doesn't really do anything. We make these things up. You know, we have, we have evidence. And sometimes they seem like they work and sometimes they th- seem like they don't. Something can be working for us for a long time and then all of a sudden it doesn't. Be open to that. It's changeful. It's all, you know, if you're not... If you're not going into suffering over it, then you can just enjoy all the changes. I get a really fun one, too. because, Well, you know, I guess you could say uh, fitness is something that I've really focused on over the course of my life. Like, uh, it came on me when I was 14. And um, someone told me, I think it was my mom. Yeah, it was my mom. So I was, at the, I was at the pool, and I guess a guy was checking me out, and he was talking to his girlfriend. My mom overheard the conversation. He was talking to his girlfriend, and they're talking about my ass. And <laughs> my mom's hearing the conversation. <laughs> yes. I was just talking about my ass. It's funny that you're walking in at this time. <laughs> so, so uh, they're talking about my ass. And, uh, and, 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 and he's going, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty nice ass, but you know, it's got like 
some cellulite or, or, uh, or uh, what are they called, saddlebags on the side and some. So my mom tells me this because she overhears the conversation. I'm like 14, right? <laughs> oh, my mind went wild, just wild over that. It was like the end of freaking I was comfortable being comfortable in my body. Like that was just like the end of that. It was like, I will not rest until I find a way to have thighs like all the other normal chicks. <laughs> I will not take any rest until I, and I'd stand in the mirror and I'd lament about it. I'd be like, oh, they're like balloons. They're like balloons. And I just like feel really bad. I didn't know what to do at the time. You know, I was ignorant. I didn't realize what to do uh, with that feeling. All I could do was like research. I didn't even have the internet. You know, that was like a long, I don't even know how I did it, but I got information and I started doing stuff. I started doing different exercises and stuff like that. So, you know, over the years I learned because by the time I got into like my thirties, I was having full on crying fits over it. Like I would be like depressed for days and I'd be crying and stuff. And, and so eventually, eventually I got to the point where like when I had my third baby, I'm like. I just want to be gentle with myself. I don't even care about like these dreams of being a fitness person. Like I, I, I would block myself from being a fit, fitness person. I know I can't do it until I'm perfect. I'm not going to be teaching someone about fitness when I can't get my shit off my thighs. <laughs> so, so I, I came to the place at third, third baby and I had a, a painless childbirth, was, which was really awakening. So I'm like reeling from this thing and this just this relaxed, kind of juicy, comfortable, amazing sensation. And so when I'm, when I gave birth, I was like around 200 pounds, just like a huge broad, right? Um, and, and then, and then I'm, I'm laying there and I was thinking, oh, yoga sounds good. Like maybe a couple weeks later. And I just felt like I want to be really gentle with myself. Um, uh, like if my baby is sleeping in the morning and I feel like I have energy, then I feel like I just want to just go enjoy some nice yoga. That just sounds good to me. So just like following that vibe, following that relaxed, sensual, right? You're sensing the experience. What feels good? What feels really good? This like following that relaxed, sensual, just like all by itself, no effort. So many things just like kind of, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize it was this easy. It was always so hard. I, but I always made it hard. I didn't let it be easy. I thought that, and this is our conditioning too. Uh, man, if you want to get in shape, you got to work hard. Yeah, you see the look on people's faces when they're working out? You know what? Yeah, it's very stressful. So it's the opposite. Everyone's going in the opposite direction of what they want. That This is the thing that, 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 that A Course in Miracles talks about. You think that's my top. I freaking love it. Thank you for wearing it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, your house. And I had to sew a little bit. Yeah, I get distracted with clothes. I just love clothes. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and I, and I love that about myself. Really, you know, it comes down to that all the time. I love that about myself and reminding yourself. I love that about myself, whatever it is, because... When you remind yourself of what's really, that's really true, actually. You know, you might think that you're, you're kidding or joking. That's actually the truth, though. And you'll start feeling that that's the truth of things, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so I learned that it's the least amount of the, the least amount of effort because when we effort, and this is what A Course in Miracles is talking about, how you think you're seeking what you want, but you're really seeking the opposite of what you want. So this is a sense, aloha. And the, the, so this is a thing, um, you know, people go and they strain and they work out really hard and they strain and they're trying to sh- shape their body into a certain shape. I know I've done it like for years with that look on my face too, with that crazy <laughs> determined to kick my ass, right? Look on my face. Uh, and, and then just being open to... Can it really be something so relaxing? First time it came to me was around food. I was 18 or 19 years old and I was in Costco. And we were shopping for food and we were looking at, at that time, it was about all about low fat. So we were looking at the macronutrients and making sure we got stuff with no fat. Like we're looking for like maximum 10 grams of fat in a day, right? Because we're thinking this is going to help us. So, so we're going... so. So all of a sudden, the thought occurs to me, what if whatever's really good for me, I also like to eat? This is a bunch of dry-ass, crackery shit. <laughs> right? And we're all thinking that's good for us in the 90s. Right? As long as you got no fat. You're like, yeah, dry-ass, do a bunch of dry-ass food. Everyone's constipated. <laughs> so... <laughs> And so the the same thing the same thing with the with a really that intense like I want to like beat myself into shape that's exacerbating that stress and that stress is exactly what's holding things out of alignment in the first place that's what's holding them like that it's causing this it, it's like a this this fascia um, which you know to me is like these structures of thought that we made they're like concrete in the mind. This, con- this fascia is like concrete in the body. It almost feels like concrete. It feels like it's like part of your bone, like rows on there. And it just attaches um, with this really, this force. I heard it's like 200 pounds per square inch or something, a force. It attaches and holds you in a certain alignment. That's a, that's a total symbol of what's going on in the mind. You can see how the body is just a perfect reflection of what's going on in the mind. We're holding ourselves in certain positions in certain uh or as certain people and in certain positions on certain issues and stuff like that in the mind and that's holding us in a certain kind of tension and that reflects in the body that reflects in the body sense all the tension that we seem to have in the body and a lot of people don't realize it people have told me before well anytime i've gotten a massage it's been super relaxing i don't think there's any pain in my body and, you know, that's a certain kind of massage that you can get where they just, like, gloss over everything. I'm telling you, there is pain in every one of these things. Mm-hmm. There, as, long as, as long as we could, we think we see them with eyes, they're pain. Okay? Because these are made, make-believe eyes bringing back information that speaks to pain. But we're getting a sense that we're in a body that gets stressed and reactions and stuff like that but we're not in it that's just the sense that's really just the sense and that's why there's nothing that could occur in a dream that can harm you that can ever be threatening that can ever harm you you know people what if me all the time 
I think it's pretty funny. Well, what if this and this and this and this? It's the same answer. Nothing's happening here. What it's for is awakening. And you know what? Anything that, that triggers an upset feeling, you could say that's for laughter. Because, you know, we made this based on seriousness. We were serious when we thought that we separated ourselves. We were serious when we thought that we were guilty for doing that. We were serious about that shit. That's not a serious thing because it can't be. So we're going to laugh at it. Everything. It ends like that. It started serious. It ends in laughter. That's how it goes. A big booming laughter. <laughs> it's fun. It makes it fun getting triggered. Because every time you get triggered, it's more opening. It's more embrace. You could be thankful for whatever it is. You know, one thing, one thing I like to practice in my room where I'm doing my block therapy and yin yoga and stuff like that, it's all open. So it's open to elements, bugs, whatever. Sometimes there will be like 10 freaking mosquitoes around me. I'll just see them buzzing all around my legs. I'm like itching and stuff. It's just it, using it. Just use it. I learned how to use it in Vipassana meditation down here at Pohoiki before it got wiped out by lava. Uh, August, it was pretty monsoony around here. <laughs> it was pouring rain. There were mosquitoes like total mosquitoes in the tent, right? You could hear slapping going on all over the place. And one of the teachings in Vipassana is no itch lasts forever, right? No itch lasts forever. What are you here for? Are you here for awakening or are you here for scratching mosquito itches, right? What are you actually here for, right? And it doesn't really matter if you find yourself scratching your itch or not. I love that about myself, right? That's not what matters. Or killing a mosquito, slapping a mosquito. I love that about myself. You don't have a choice in what you're doing, okay? Again, you don't have a choice in it. It's just that the practice itself, it speaks to something. It's symbolic, right? Let's see if I could just not move my hands, even though I feel a mosquito landing on me and sticking his cute little poker into me, sucking some blood out and flying away over and over again. <laughs> it teaches something. <laughs> It's just, it's completely meaningless. It teaches you that everything that, everything that passes, it's passing, it's meaningless, right? You don't have to get all irritated about it. It, it always, it, it, it always makes me laugh when people come to Hawaii and they're not used to being here and they want bug spray. It's so fun. <laughs> but you're missing out on a really potent part of Hawaii, you know. <laughs> Those bugs got medicine. <laughs> And, you know, the medicine isn't, isn't in the physical sting itself. The medicine is in your reaction. Always. Uh, I have one masseuse who's just like a, a pretty extreme yogi to me, you know. Um, you, you know, she's like, when I first met her, she was uh, smoking three joints and then doing three hours of yoga. Uh, she'd, 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 she'd do, uh, yeah, yerba mate and weed. And then three hours of just this deep, deep yoga. I still, she's my favorite yoga teacher. I, I, have, uh, I have sessions with her, um, two-hour sessions, two-and-a-half-hour sessions, whatever, um, every couple of weeks. She used to massage me when she was here. 
and um, we would have massage in an area that had no screens. And we both were like, that's medicine. And just like having that kind of, you know, like when someone else is on your same wave like that and you guys are meeting like that and you guys are, and you guys are like, it's like a magical thing. Like the, the, the bugs, they don't even mean anything anymore. They're just like, yep, that out of, yeah, out of your experience. And that's how it goes. You know, when I think I'm bugged by something, I just use it like that, you know? So I told you guys before about how my husband likes to uh, vacuum in the morning, right? Okay, you guys, he's got, his vacuum head is like this big. For those of you guys listening, I'm just, like, it's an inch or something. And the head where he's, and then he's down, and he's like going all over the whole floor with this thing. And it's loud where I am, right? And I'm like getting so irritated by that. Oh, and I just let it. You know, I just let it irritate. It's a, you know, it's, it's not really doing that, knowing that it's not really doing that. This is my habit. I'm projecting something to get irritated about. This is my habit. So, you know, the, the first time I tried uh, some yoga in my bedroom because it was really stormy outside and I didn't feel like, you know, having that sense that I was on a windy boat while I was having yoga. So I was all there. I was in my bedroom, and he was vacuuming, and from there, it was so loud. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I was just, like, dripping out. And then at one point, it went out off, and I just, like, slide out. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. He's like, are you okay, honey? And I was like, oh, the sound of the vacuum. He's like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you mind if I turn it back on? And I was like, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you know in his yeah like it's like you might if i turn it turn it back on i have more bagging to do absolutely <laughs> it should not be turned off because i'm irritated you know that is not uh, you know it's just like that doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> but you know it's funny because I have the kind of husband that will do his damnedest to make sure that I'm not irritated. But I'm like, give me the irritation. You won't hurt me any more than I need. <laughs> and that, that's what I mean about surprise me, right? Surprise me. It's like, it's, it's, it's trust that whatever is unfolding is absolutely perfect for me. Even the way I react to it is perfect for me. Even the way I'm expressed through it is perfect for me. That, that, that part just doesn't, that, that's the thing. That's what, that's what makes you incorruptible when you just know. Whatever it is, it's perfect for me. I'm incorruptible. That, you know what that means? The ego can't loop me into thinking that I'm fucking wanting in some way. I know I'm not that. I know I'm not that which I perceive. And whatever it is that I perceive, I love that about myself. See? So it's like you can't go wrong, right? And this is, what, this is what's causing a bunch of conflict between people. We're sitting there thinking that we're wrong. And you know what? If you're evaluating yourself, you already think you're wrong. So you don't need to follow one of those thoughts again, do you? Notice how it feels. 
<laughs> so just follow a thought where you're evaluating yourself. You're making an evaluation. I'm good, I'm bad. One thing Jesus said is, why are you calling me good? Don't call me good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to be a good person. You're fucked. Because you're going to mess up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Not only that, you're going to be so victimized by all the people who aren't trying to be good people. Uh, oh. <laughs> good guys finish last story, right? The thing is, you're innocent. You don't need goodness. You're innocent. Goodness is, you know, what you perceive as goodness in the world, that's a manifestation of being aware of innocence, actually. Whatever you perceive as goodwill, it's a manifestation of being aware of innocence. Who gives it goodwill with it? You're guilty. That's not goodwill. Let's help these guilty people. It's not goodwill. It doesn't even matter what you're giving. It could be a million dollars. These people need something they're needy that's an attack on yourself okay all giving comes from having and knowing and 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 part of having is knowing that everyone has along with you no one needs anything from you there's no sacrifice there's no sacrifice in anything that's not real Whenever we think we sacrifice, though, we attack our body. That's what makes that illusion of that shit tightening up with those many pounds of pressure making tension in the body. (laughs) We got a dog show? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) This is how happy it feels to know this. (laughs) He grew a lot. Yeah. Puppy love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta suck it in. Surprise me. Yay. I don't know where this is going. You're allowed to follow your inspiration because you're open to the surprise. And, and here's another thing. You can't make, in, in the illusion, you cannot make a wrong choice even. In your dream, you can't make a wrong choice. That's not possible. It's going exactly where it needs to go. So, you know, that just clears out so much confusion right away. When you're willing to be aware that whatever it is that you choose is perfect for you. Even that seeming choice, it's perfect for you. Now, to clarify about choice, you always are making one choice between two alternatives, okay? It's either making this world your reality, okay, or being open to seeing past it. That's all. It's just seeing past the world, seeing right past it. You know, when I, when I say seeing past it, you're looking at your emotional reaction to things, right? And you're willing to kind of like slip past that instead of being ruled by it. Right? So there's, so when you're, when you're, uh, slipping past it, it's kind of like, it's almost like you go like this with your mind, but with the, in the physical sense, you're embracing it at the same time. So you're not pursuing it in thought, but you're embracing the feeling. It always comes down to that. And you know, that's a, that's a, these are teachings that I, that come to mind for me whenever I have an upset feeling. It just will come to mind for me, okay, here's where 
you know, it flashes back to me talking to you guys, wisdom dialogues. Okay, here's where your teaching comes in, right? And that, then that's how it is. Because like whatever I'm sharing with you, I'm teaching my own mind, right? It's not like, uh, it's not like I already know it's not like I already know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to come and, and speak, apparently, in your dream. Okay? As a physical thing that's on a trajectory toward death. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? So, so you know, you know, people are always crying around about death and like, especially if it's a young one, like someone that shouldn't have gone uh, early or something like that. Um, you know, the thing is, that's a really a moment where we can turn that around because our pattern is to be sad about it. That's what's making it real. That's really like what's proper propping it up. We're afraid of it. We're sad about it. We're angry about it. Um, people say stuff like fuck cancer and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, that's what keeps it perpetuating. Mm-hmm. You cannot get rid of it until you're laughing through it. And at that point, you're not even thinking in terms of trying to get rid of anything. You're just using it. You're actually using it. You don't mind death, but you don't accept it as your reality. You don't mind it. It's funny. It's comical. No, nothing's dying. Nothing's aging. That's funny too. It's a comical thing. But that, there's a difference between, you know, taking it lightly and making it your reality, too. Now, the answers to everything, including aging, including death, including these weird shapes our bodies seem to get into as we age, all that stuff, the solutions are coming. You know, it's just that, it's just that we've been in resistance to them because we, we block it off. We say, this is just how it is. Like, people will go, oh... You know, now I'm feeling uncomfortable in my midsection. Everything over here feels heavy now. Oh, well, I guess that's how it goes. No, that's not normal. That's not, that's not, that's not you. That's not normal. That's a, that's a symbol of, oh, well, I guess that's what I get. I guess that's, you know, really it comes down to, I guess that's what I deserve for separating myself from reality. Oh, well, we'll just... Do the thing, accept my punishment, try to be happy about it. Because, <laughs> see, the ego is taking out its attacks on bodies. That's exactly what the ego is taking out the attacks on. Okay? So, so you know, your, your upset is coming from your, your projection of a body. Your upset feeling is coming from, you know, that's what it is. You're making it all about this body. So you might as well lean into that and use that instead of try to resist it and just like, fuck that thing, doesn't mean anything. See? Go off for it. Yeah. And, you know, according to inspiration, it might not be something like that for you. It might be something else. It might be the idea that, uh, that, that taxes have to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Any of these ideas that we stick ourselves to. You know, uh, when I was when I first started um, on yoga, and my husband started joining me at the end of the yoga, they would say, "Okay, now visualize world peace." And my husband would go, "What the fuck? Like that could ever happen?" And I go, 
Really? <laughs> that's that's why. <laughs> that, that's why. Okay, because it's a morality based on belief. Yeah. Really? And you know that's my husband isn't separate from me speaking my mind. Right. So it's not like I'll go like try to reject him. How dare you? <laughs> You're unconscious. Well, I probably did, but you know. <laughs> you're just unconscious or something no they're speaking my mind I, I i i'm getting i'm actually projecting that and i'm getting a reaction to it at the same time yeah so uh, so it's like oh it just noticed oh that's why we're propping it up we don't think that's possible there's too many people they have too many ways of thinking and there's actually only one of us and we all think that we deserve this in some way what do you do with that emotion when it's propped up? What are what are you doing with it? You just sit with it, like like you mentioned, your husband said that, and you said you married you're marrying that at yourself. What, yeah. What do you do with that emo- or that thought? Or oh, that I just notice. Thought? I just notice it. I don't have to make any kind of big motion about it because I I just notice what it is, and and you know in that it's denying truth to that thought. I don't have to say anything about it. Uh, I, that is the night we're one mind right. and in that willingness to notice that it's coming for me and I'm making this up right. then that thought gets denied any meaning we're the ones giving these thoughts meaning when we resist them we're also giving a meaning like don't say that we're giving that thought meaning okay so we're the ones making these thoughts meaningful so in that moment that's a healing you could say that's a miracle because when that thought isn't resisted and it's just allowed to play and be seen in its meaninglessness. See, all the action is in the observation again. So when you're seeing that it's meaningless, that makes it meaningless. It diffuses the energy from it. It takes some power away from it in the one mind. Okay. So, and the upset feeling is showing you where you can allow healing. The upset feeling is always showing you that you have a thought that's active right now that you're pursuing right now that's hurting you. So it's always giving you that uh, that opening. So then every upset feeling kind of like becomes an offering, right? So then it's fun to get these upset feelings. It's fun to get that reaction. Get to where you're at, you're having fun with it. That's just that just takes leaning into it. Can I really have fun with it? Can I really have fun with this? You know, I, you know, oh my gosh, the one, uh, my husband telling me to calm down. I just think it's the funniest thing. My, when my husband tells me to calm down, I don't know what's going to happen next time, but last time it was kind of orgasmic, you know, I'm like, cause I have had some like really big reactions to my husband telling me to calm down. Like when I just like, you know how, when you're in a conversation, you get excited about something, your energy starts going like this up, up, up. And my husband will go calm down and be like, oh, oh. I was like a big blow. Right. And, and then the last time it it happened, it was just like, ah, it was like so orgasmic. I was like, yes, daddy. (laughs) Tell me to calm down again. (laughs) That's the thing about, about uh, these, these feelings. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing about these feelings. You know, uh, they are a really they're they're hiding a really a blissful, ecstatic feeling. Actually, <sighs> you see. Yep, you know. <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a re- it's a release, and that's why you know I say it's like orgasmic because you know how an orgasm there's this release. It's like you you know it, it's just like automatically it just goes by itself, right? That's what it's like. It's like a release of this pent up energy, you know. And that's where like uh, I see orgasm as being more symbolic too, um, because you know there all of a sudden there's this clearing of the mind. There's this clearing of the mind and this release of energy, right? And that's like, it's showing you um, when there's release of the thoughts, that's how, that's how blissful it is. And it's even beyond that. That's really just a symbol. We can't even take that much pleasure. It's fucking funny. Because of all the, all the tension, we can't even take that much pleasure. Like, <laughs> it's, there's too much fear in it, actually. And that's a whole reason we can't take it, because it's fear. All that gripping and all that stuff is just fearful patterns in the mind, right? So... Um, you know, that's why, you know, it's ridiculous, the thought. I don't know if anyone still uh, still props up that thought, but they were. Some t- sometime while I was doing Wisdom Dialogue, someone actually asked me, don't I need sex for spiritual enlightenment? It's like, heck no, you don't need sex. What, are you kidding me? What if you don't have a dick? The guy was a guy, biologically. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you don't have a dick? Then you're just out. <laughs> like you just can't. Sorry. Sucks to be you. Right? No, because that's not that's not the real that's not the real orgasm. That's a symbolic orgasm. That's just a taste. Okay? That's a, that's as much as you can handle without fear. That's all. And you know, is that's why it seems like it's the ultimate. It's as much as it can be. Right? But and look at it it look at how short it is. I mean, even if it lasts an hour, it's short. Even if your orgasm lasts an hour, that's fucking short. Okay? Five days, that's short. Okay? Because bliss is eternity. And you don't have to do anything for it. You don't even have to stimulate yourself. (laughs) Or get yourself stimulated or get your fantasies mad about two chicks stimulating you. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm the same thing as anything. If you're inspired towards sexual exploration, go ahead. It's going to the same thing. It's all it's in, you know, it's all in 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 the surface of it, it's all meaningless. It's all leading to death. But it's all useful. It's all useful for seeing through the illusion. So it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just that you notice that there's inspiration toward that. And some people, times people get nervous. Well, what if my inspiration is to go around murdering people? I'm like, you know what? The thing is, you can't murder anyone. You don't make a choice. Okay, you don't make a choice about it. Okay, it's not like a person goes, uh, uh, okay, well, now I'm going to go around and start murdering and then start murdering. It's not like that. You're used. Your body is used. For performances, it's like a puppet on strings. You're watching it. You're watching it play out. Okay? Uh, you know, if you get the sense that uh, you're inspired by murder, feel what that feels like. I mean, you, you, when you're loving yourself, you don't feel like you want to harm anyone. Right. I'm inspired to go over there and uh, 
say a mean word to a person. It's really the same thing. Murder, saying a mean word. It's the same thing. It's actually the same thing because it's coming from the same energy. It's a sense of separation. And no one really has a choice in what they do. It's just coming from the same energy. So that is murder when you're saying a mean word to a person. You know, a lot of the times the kindness is, uh, the kindness comes in uh, as something that no one sees. No accolades for this kind of con- uh, kindness. You just didn't say a mean word because in your mind you were willing to be kind to yourself. You really didn't have a choice whether you said the mean word, but the kindness to yourself made it so that didn't come out. No one even knows that you did that. And it's, a, and, and it's, a, it, and it's relieving the world of pain. See? I mean, when a mean thought comes up to you, look it. There's only two sides. There's not a neutral thought. Okay? There is a painful thought or a loving thought. So when the thought comes up that you want to say something mean to a person or anything to a person, feel it for yourself first. How does that feel to share? Because you know what? You actually can't feel, you can't share any pain with them. When you're, when you think you're, when you think you're being mean, you're really not for one. But when you think you're being mean, you're basically attacking your own body. And their perception of you being mean is entirely projected by them. And what they do with that determines whether they're using it to attack their body or be released from that stress. Really, it's a choice every time. You're either using it to attack your body or being released from the attacks that you made. There's nothing in between. And that's from moment to moment. So the body sense is really important. The body is nothing. There's no body. But the body sense is important because it's reflecting to you what you're holding in your mind. So where there's pain, that means there's tension. Wherever there's pain, that's tension. And it can only be released from your mind first. That's where the allowing comes in. And that's where the resistance, it gets dropped. The resistance to the pain. We don't need to run from pain. It can't hurt us, actually. We're labeling it pain. You know, when I had a painless childbirth leading up to that, um, you know, I was learning that pain is just fear. It's just a manifestation of fear. You know, you, you can say, oh, of course you're going to get pain if your whole uterus is like pushing a baby out of you, like... You know, and, and your, your whole vagina is like opening up all big and this big thing is coming out of it, you know. Um, of course, there's going to be pain. But what I, was, what I was learning in this program called Hypno Babies was that pain is only fear. Yeah, Hypno Babies. You hypnotize yourself to have a nice, quiet, relaxed fucking birth. And basically, you're learning that the pain that you're sensing is actually coming from your mind. And so you're able to be with it in a way that makes it not even registered as pain anymore. You're just with it. You can actually feel the energy of the contracting uterus pushing a baby out. And you can sense the baby moving and going down and coming out. But none of it's pain. See? So we tend to suffer over the pain and resist the pain. What people were telling me in the midwifery is that usually when people go to the midwifery because they got no drugs over there, 
By the time they go through transition, they're trying to run to the hospital where they can get some drugs. They're like freaking out. They're trying to run away from the birth. They're like, I can't do this. You know, you know, uh, like a, a thing like that. Like, oh no, I can't do this. That's the way we've been conditioned to be with pain. But the pain is really healing. Whatever it is that's coming up for us, like when you're going into a, a birth, it's like obviously you don't have a choice. That thing is coming out one way or the other. <laughs> They're gonna cut it out or something. It's coming out. Uh, it, so, you know, it, it's like, that, and that's the way it is with everything. It's like you could say you're birthing something every single time you get upset. It's like, okay, this is coming out. This is coming out right now. So uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to resist it coming out? <laughs> am I going to try to stop it coming out? What, are you, what happens if you try to stop the baby from coming out? But it's going to hurt more, yeah, because you're resisting against the contracting of the uterus. You're not going with it, right? Same thing when you get an upset feeling. What's going to happen if you resist that upset feeling? You're going to irritate the situation. You're going to irritate yourself further. You're going to put an attack on your body, stress yourself out. So right now, I'm a, this body is experiencing extreme burning pain right there oh good congratulations thank you yeah and so I'm not, it's, it's, it's recurring lately oh good for no i can't and you're not supposed to figure it it's out it's a mental cause yeah. yeah so i'm breathing uh-huh i'm feeling it mm -hmm. i'm doing what you said like mm -hmm. uh-huh um and it's still there you have it as long as you need it why this long i don't know well there's no such thing as time and here and here's the thing your 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 stubbornness is preventing you from seeing. <laughs> that always, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, persistent persistent pain is just reflecting stubbornness. That's all. Okay. So 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 you just stay stay with it. Patience comes in. Remember we talked about patience and gratitude. Patience comes in huge. Of course, you know the ego is going to be restless. That's the ego's restlessness. Wanting to get rid of pain is the ego. Okay, the, the embrace, you know, you're not embracing the pain. And believe me, I know pain too. I mean, yes, I know what you're talking about. It's not like I don't have these things come up too. Um, but, but that pain is a blessing. So just the thought of why is it lasting so long, that needs to be brought to the truth. That's an upset feeling. You should yeah. see the, rea the reaction to it. It's like there's this impatience. You need to get rid of this pain right now. Right. Okay. So there's, it's not, you're not embracing the, all those thoughts are preventing you from, from embracing the pain because you're making them meaningful. Every time you say, I just want to, but I just want to get rid of this, but I just want to get rid of this pimple, for instance, or I just want to get rid of, uh, this pain. You know, it, it's like that is what you need to work with right there because that's actually bringing the upset feeling right there. It's not. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I love that about myself. You know, the impatience when it comes up. I love that about myself. Too. look at the impatience. So um, if you want to come over, I'll give you some block therapy too. Yeah. What the fuck? It's fun. It can't, really, it can't really do anything, but your mind, oh my goodness, is so powerful that you could take that, you could take that energy and you can, you can use it for kind of burning through what made it as if you need pain as if pain is even possible for you it's not it's not really possible it's not really there so these tools and stuff in the world when you use them for 
revealing that pain is not possible, they become very effective. Okay? It's not, it's not like that thing or that program or, that, or whatever you're doing has any effect. But your mind in observing pain and with willingness that it be released is very powerful. Well, I just took it a step further right now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a physical tool, mm -hmm. but I used it. I used that block therapy and it moved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because it's all thought. Yep, so it's all it's thought. Yeah, it's all imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a and, and it's a good feeling. That's a thing. It's a really Fantastic. good feeling, the release. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the things we all the things we make up. Yeah. All the symptoms, all the things we just make them all up. So, you know, with willingness to have fun with them. I love, I'm still loving on this ankle thing. My daughter's been listening. Hi, Kaya. Kaya's listening, my daughter. Hi, she listens all the time. She oh, plays okay. wisdom dialogues at work. She's the manager, so she could have whatever she wants on. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> she plays wisdom dialogues at work. <laughs> she was telling me, I have heard the story about your foot so many times. And I go, it's a good story though, right? You know, because... Uh, you know, I have, I've never had a thing like that in this lifetime, ever, at, at least that I could remember where I've had a thing where like, oh, you can't walk around, right? Like you can't, uh, the foot doesn't work. You can't walk around, like have an injury like that, you know? Um, and I've been just like loving it so much. I'm just like, this is, I'm made for this, man. <laughs> Not walking. This is freaking awesome, right? And it's like, and, and people think that's really dangerous to, to be like welcoming of, you know, whatever it is. Just like be welcoming of that. Okay, that, what is? I'm not saying, oh, universe, please bring me another uh, broken ankle or something like that. Um, it doesn't even matter anyways because it's not in that. It's whatever you need is coming. I'm really glad that I get what I need. I'm really glad about that, that I always get what I, what I need. I always get exactly what I need. So then whatever it is, it's a, it, it's a falling off a cliff, uh, it, messing some shit up. That's what I need. Gratitude comes to my mind right away. And everything, everything falls into a beautiful alignment, even the relating. And, you know, that's always the most important thing to me. So it's like for the people that were, that were with me at the time, and I was like walking up to that house all bloody and stuff, Still, the main thing is that everyone feels at home around me. So I'm not looking for anything to get anything from anyone, even when my shit is like all blown up and stuff, right? I'm not looking for getting anything from anyone, right? Uh, it, it, you know, I may be perceivably asking for help when I, you know, walked up there and got my brother's attention and said, hey, bro. Can you help me out over here? You know, <laughs> uh, but, but there's no like, okay, now I'm victimized. Now I'm injured. Now you guys have to take care of me kind of vibe going on. Right. So we just had a lovely experience. Um, even though this thing looked like it belonged in a horror movie or something, <laughs> you know, we just were having, having a, a, a lovely experience with it. I called my husband up and I said, you know, I was all shaky. Like right after it just occurred, I was over on Coda side I called my husband up and um, he's like, are you drunk? 
Because <laughs> first of all, I fell off a cliff. And second, I sounded weird because I was kind of shaky because it just happened. And I was like, I, I was like, no, honey, I'm not drunk. I just fell off a cliff. <laughs> and he's like, and, and he's like, oh, okay, well, um, yeah, I'm not coming over there to get you tonight. I'm just going to wait till tomorrow morning. And, and, you know, it occurred to me and it was like, it, it was, it was like pretty epic because it occurred to me, um, you know, like this abandonment feeling, you know, like he's just going to leave me over there in Kona this fucked up, you know, it is like, and it flashes really fast. Like this stuff is just like really quick. And it's like, oh, and then, you know, just like noticing. And, you know, even with all this stuff happening, it doesn't matter what's occurring. You know, you can always, you can always pay attention. Remember the action is in the observation. So I'm noticing that reaction and, and just taking a moment, like a mental pause. And I look around and I just get this sense, like everyone here wants to take care of me right now. And I go, oh, you know what, honey? It's all good. These people are freaking awesome. I'm just going to, like, bask in this, you know? And, and so the next morning he came and got me, and I was just, like, you know, blissed out that I got to uh, just be with it. Because, you know, the, with, with the ego's guidance, I could have gone to, no, come get me right now, you fucker. And he'll get in the car and he'll come get me, Right? I could have just said, no, I don't know. You get in the fucking car and come get me. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and, 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 but really I couldn't have said it because I couldn't have made that choice. The choice was in the moment where I got the upset feeling. And that's where the ego flares up and wants to put, like, like, uh, project its superiority, you know, um, project its needs, its wants, its desires. Uh, but, but, you know, just taking a moment and getting kind of like a broader view, it's like, oh, it's like comfortable right here. Oh, yeah, I just belong here right now. This is perfect for me, right? So, um, then he got to do the knight in shining armor thing still mm-hmm. in the morning. He got to carry me to the truck. So, <laughs> just like, you know, surprise me. Okay, okay, I'm getting surprised with falling off a cliff. This is awesome. I love this. Right? Uh, it, whatever it is. Even, even, in, the, even in, the, in the moment of falling, noticing just like this surrender to what it is. <laughs> You know, at first, you, at first, when you realize you're falling, you're trying to get back, but then you realize you're like, okay, oh God, let me just go into that. <laughs> it was striking, though. As soon as I, as soon as I landed, the stars. Oh my gosh, it was it was new moon, and it was like as soon as I landed. Like stars, and it was also cloudy. It's like a little bit of both, so it's dark. And then, and then it's just like ah, oh, and no one around too. So it's like ah, oh, there's like a moment there. No one's freaking out. Oh my god! Oh my god! What just happened to you? Right? No one sees it. It's just in the dark. So it's just so I'm so I'm just like enjoying the moment because <laughs> I know once I get up to that house, if I'm getting up, I have no idea when I'm first laying there if I'm getting up or not, but. If I'm getting up, and once I go over to the house, all all shit's gonna hit the fan for all those people. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> but but you know, and my job in that is to is to make everyone feel at home. 
So, you know, and helping everyone to relax because they're getting a sense of what's going on with my foot and everyone's alarms are going off. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what now? And it's like, it's all good. It's all and just inside internally. The, um, the, the, the expression just comes, but just internally, this is perfect. I, and I knew right away it was perfect for all of them, right? Which is one reason why I'm just like enjoying the moment. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's about to get what they need. <laughs> Some uh, mangled foot and laughter. <laughs> and tequila. And there was tequila involved. The the tequila came after the like the the tequila came when the, the father in law was cleaning some stuff out that was really painful. <laughs> so when that was going on, they're they're cleaning it. Oh my goodness. It was a major, most intense sense of pain ever. To the point where I let out the biggest, bloodiest scream, blood curdling scream, like, ah, it was so shocking. Ah, like, don't do that again yet. And then as I get a sense of the feeling, and it's like, okay, you ready? Okay, the next time, no problem. It's just like there's a scent that if there's, it's a sense, it's a sense, an unfamiliar sense. And it was just like registering at this extreme pain. And ah! Right? I can't help that. That's the reaction. Then the next time it came around, it was like, oh, easy. Do it again. And it's like, oh, easy. Because I know it's a sense. And I know. Also, I I told my brother. I'm like, uh, my brother's name is Pasquale. Pasquale, put your hands on me right now. And, um, and just, and, and just think this thought with me that all pain is fear because there is an extreme pain going on. There's just like this extreme, like the lower back too, like the, the tailbone, like it didn't seem like I could like lay there with that. I go, just put your hands on me and agree with me right now that pain is fear. And then that's when the pain just went and I could lay there on my back perfectly comfortable perfectly comfortable it never even that that sense like i couldn't lay there because it was too painful just never even came back pain is fear and it's so powerful because you it just it blows your mind because to the ego the pain is because you just fell off a cliff and landed on your tailbone but that didn't really happen (laughs) it's projected That's why that that's why a miracle the the miracle is instantaneous. It, it didn't happen. So it's like, and as far as the miracles you can perform, it's like as much as you can you 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 can get a, a, a perception of without fear. It's as much it's you know the miracles will work for you, and as much as you can accept it without fear. See. When it could be acceptable without fear that you can have that kind of instantaneous feeling, that instantaneous healing that you can, you're actually making out with your physical eyes that it's healed, right? Your physical eyes are always making up <laughs> stories about things being unhealed and being totally different from what they actually are. Like no one sees anything truly, okay, through these eyes. That's not how you see. 
It's an inner vision. The inner vision is picking up on the voice of spirit, okay? That vo the voice of spirit is in your mind, always calling you, and the voice of spirit has a certain vibration. It resonates with the truth, so it's relaxing and joyful and energizing and loving, and it feels like if you shared it, it would also be received well. See? It's something that would, that would be a joy to share, too. It's always the spirit. You know, that's listening in the spirit. That's something I learned when I was a little kid because, you know, the group that I was in, um, we had quiet time a lot. We would spend like two to three days, you guys know. Wasn't that glorious, you guys? We spent, no, no kids get this except for us cult kids. We get, <laughs> we get two, three hours of quiet time in the middle of the fucking day or we have to sit there and be quiet. I freaking love that. So restful. Uh, you, can, you, you can sleep. I don't know about you guys, but you, you're saying, yeah. You can, I got, actually caught a couple cult kids in here with me. <laughs> Isn't that so fun? <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I met him on Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, you get like, your hours of quiet time. You can read. You can, what they call getting in the spirit. You read. Um, and, or you could just like relax. You can, they didn't call it meditate. They call it praying. Um, but you know, in, in that quiet time, I was learning to listen. I was learning to listen to my inner guide. And that's really what's not going on for a lot of people. Uh, they don't trust that they can listen to their inner guide because the inner guide is taking you toward relaxation, which is the opposite of what the ego wants for you. The ego wants you stressed out. Okay, the ego wants more gripping to this world. Okay, so, so the, the inner voice, most people don't trust the inner voice because they're afraid they're not going to get what they want in this world if they trust that voice. It's like, I'll do that later. Maybe I'll trust that voice later on, right? Maybe I'll trust in that later on. So just learning to listen. And, you know, and, and, you know people, would, people would tell me when I was a teenager and stuff like that, God, you're so kind. And like, I didn't really understand like what that means because, you know, I, I just, I, I just, you know, didn't know that everyone didn't listen to their inner guide, you know, like, well, like why do they think I'm so kind, you know? Um, and, and it's just that I listen to my guide, even as a young teenager, to not be in conflict with people. So if something mean was coming, it just didn't come out of my mouth. If something mean occurred to me, it didn't come out of my mouth. Now, as teenagers, you know, uh, a, lo a lot of us don't have that kind of uh, guidance, right? So we're always saying mean things to each other because we're projecting our pain. We're projecting, and it just becomes acceptable to say mean things to each other. You know, saying hurtful things, just in regular conversation, like there's these jabs and stuff like that. For one thing, I didn't engage in the jabbing. I didn't do the jabbing. And when anyone jabbed at me, I completely overlooked it. I just didn't. I, 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 would, I would notice that I got a reaction, but I didn't think it was meaningful. I, I, I knew already that was their pain. It didn't have to do with me, you know. And so, and so it was more like a welcoming, like, I want my friends to feel at home with me than rejecting because you're making a dig at me, right? 
If you're making a dig at me, that means you're uncomfortable. It's my responsibility to make you feel at home. Because <laughs> I fucking projected you like that in the first place. I'm not even seeing you clearly. Okay? So if you're, if, if, if you're coming around and, you, you know, you're doing one of those friendly, you guys know those friendly jabs that people do. And you're doing one of those friendly jabs to me, you know, my response is to make you feel even more comfortable. Because, because that's what makes me feel good. I can't make you feel more comfortable except in my own mind because I'm projecting you, right? I can't make you anything from your perspective, right? But your uncomfort is actually, me perceiving you uncomfortable is actually coming from me. So I need comfort. And when I allow comfort for myself, I'm automatically extending that to you. I want you to feel at home in my presence because that's me being at home and that's me being at home, really, when you feel at home. So you're showing me how to allow myself to arrive in the moment more. And what else is there really, you know, besides arriving right here, right? That's what you really, uh, you know... The trajectory is either you're arriving in the moment or you're resisting the moment. You know, think of it as a verb because it's in, in constant motion, right? Either arriving or you're resisting. It's the same thing as you're choosing love or fear. You're choosing this world or the truth, right? You're choosing, you're choosing uh, the illusion, the illusion of this world or what's really true. It's all the same. And you can sense it viscerally because... There's either a relaxation of tension or a notice when you're trying to get rid of something that's adding tension to it. But, but you know, this is where the ego gets tripped up too because I say notice where, I'm saying notice. That means if you're physically, maybe you're searching online for a solution to a sore neck. If you're physically finding yourself surf, surfing online, for a solution to it, first of all, I recommend you go to blocktherapy.com right away. Don't even surf around. But if you find yourself, if you find, if you find yourself surfing around online looking for a solution for yourself, that's where you are allowing the relaxation. Because look, you're surfing around online like this. I'm showing a relaxed face. Or you're surfing like this. I'm showing a tensed face. See? Pay attention. It's not one's right or wrong. You're just noticing. Am I hurting myself or am I helping myself here? Am I hurting myself? Because the ego doesn't know. The ego, when you're guided by the ego, you're always guided to add tension. And somehow that's going to release tension down the road. It's not. It doesn't work like that. Somehow I'm going to get my tension released if I follow this train of tension. Really, it's tension. It's not action. So it's not like some action is avoided. It's not like there's some action being avoided. But, you know, it's also really fun, you know, to just watch things evolve. Just watch them evolve. It's really interesting. I mean, with block therapy, first of all, before block therapy comes up in my mind, I'm playing this game called block puzzle or something like that on my phone, moving little blocks around, putting them in, they disappear, it's really fun. Um, 
And so there's that word block, right? And this is how it's like, kind of like gets seated like this. You, like, you, that, like I'm, you don't have to look for it. Okay, there's the video game block. I don't even notice this until later. I notice how it's just getting seated in there, right? Wow. So a friend mentions it to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, th I bet you that's really good, but I'm not really interested in that right now. I'm on this train with some, like, some pretty powerful yoga stuff that's going on, and I'm into this. Um, then, then the ankle thing happens, and it's like, oh, now it's time for uh, something that sounds like really relaxing, like block therapy, right? And so that's how I kind of like fall right into it. And then it, and, and then it shows me that, wow, this is like all the decades of, of uh, research and observation and information that I've taken in, all culminating right here in this. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that particular modality, but it's uh, the, the, the action of it with the breathing and the releasing tension. Um, it's like it just, I fell into it. It's not like I, uh, you know, but, it, but it, I was sharing with you guys earlier about how I was always drawn to this idea that this aging and bodies getting all weird as they get older, that can't be true. There has to be, there has to be some way to see around that. And that's how it is for everything, too. Like, we make the things up. High prices, we talk about high prices. There's no prices, we don't pay anything for anything. We never pay anything for anything. We just make things up. All oh, these taxes, they're gonna kill me. We just make shit up. How am I gonna pay my bills? You know, we just make like, we make stories. We don't have any bills. You're dreaming. What's gonna happen if the globalists take over the world and then they make it so you can't buy meat anymore. You can only eat GMO corn stuffs. <laughs> what's what's going to happen, right? It's all good. Whatever it is, it's good. My husband was telling me the story today um, that within two years, probably meat's going to be outlawed because the way the trajectory is going, um, as far as like the way the, the way the people are being seated toward meat is bad for climate. Okay, so he's like, this is what's going on. This is the direction that it's going. Meat is bad for climate is the is story. Everyone's going to get on. And then, and then big, big uh, giant companies buying up all this land and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Whatever it is, it's fucking awesome. It's just perfect and exactly what we need. You know, it's like exactly what we need. It's like any story that I hear, I'm like stoked about it. I'm like, oh, good. That's a possibility. And if that occurs... That's totally good. And, you know, from my perspective, I eat meat just about every day. You know, I, uh, that's, like, uh, that's like my thing. I like meat. I eat red meat. There's like just about every, and raw too, you know, just about every day. Uh, like mostly I'm eating animal products. Like <laughs> I'm not a big vegetable fan. And, uh, and rice, eh, I could take it or leave it. But, um, you know, just the... The, the ego will try to hook you with, like, how are you even going to live? And it's like, I don't live on food. That's not even true. That's not even true. I, I've, I've experimented with that, too. Just going, like, six weeks without eating. You can't do that. You can't go six weeks without eating. Well, let's see. I feel motivated toward this. I feel inspired for, toward this. 
So um, let's see. And sure enough, it was like this sense that I had that my whole um, abdomen was blowing up. I had the sense that my abdomen was blowing up. The doctor was telling me to take all these pills and that's how I was going to get help with it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stop eating. Getting a a sign right now that says stop eating. Just don't put anything in your mouth. And that, oh, you're going to mess yourself up. The doctor's like, you're just going to mess yourself up, you know, if you do that. You don't know what you're doing. You need to take all these pills. And I go, well, I'm going to trust the process, you know. So I washed this thing. It was like, it was like pregnant. There was some energy blockage or whatever was happening. No poo would come out. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stop eating. <laughs> See where that goes. And sure enough, the whole thing just let, like start working again. You know, it's just like, and it's not like I'm saying fasting works. No, I'm not saying that. Following inspiration and trusting works. Following inspiration and trusting, not buying into fear. You better go to the emergency room is what the doctor told me. You better go to the emergency room right now. And I go, you know what? Actually, I'm getting off this train right now. I'm not going to do any more doctor stuff. (laughs) I'm going to just get off this train. (laughs) Because it was. It was a train. And even when I got on it and I went to the doctor, um, I I was feeling low energy, right? Really low energy. So I went to the doctor and I knew at that time, that was like 2016. And I already knew. I was like, okay, I know this is, I know this is meaningless and Hey, I'm inspired to be talk to this doctor. I felt so funny just explaining to the doctor what's happening because I know it's not happening, right? So it felt so funny just being in that position, that situation. So she checks my blood, and my adrenal level is so low. She's afraid I'm going to die any moment. She's like telling me it's 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 four. The number is four, and the minimum healthy is a thousand. So she's like she's like. <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> Don't move. Don't do anything. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize it was that bad. I'm laughing, right? I'm laughing. I'm totally laughing at the thing. She's like being real serious, thinking I'm going to die. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I don't even know how you're sitting there right now. She's like in shock that I'm even there. So <laughs> they're like, let's, let's get you on all this shit. So I'm like, all, all right, well, uh, yeah, okay, there's the inspiration. It's to get on all the shit. And it's like... I do it, I'm taking in, and I'm eating all the food, right? Before that, I barely ate, but now I'm eating all this food. Three times a day, I'm following the protocol. Next thing I know, boom, huge belly. Can't poo. This is what I mean, and it's just like showing me, okay, it's like we, take, we go down these avenues. Okay, like let's pretend like something's wrong with me and it needs to be fixed. And let's agree with another person that something's wrong with me and it needs to be fixed. And then you go and you're, and you're becoming more and more uncomfortable. Everything's getting more and more uncomfortable. And what's the answer to that? More uncomfort. Go over to the emergency room. See what kind of uncomfort they can conjure up for you over there. Right? That's always the answer of the ego is to go for more uncomfort. I'm like, just open up to what feels the best right now. And I didn't even know how long that might last. But it, I just kind of like heard this in my mind and it was felt so resounding. Close your mouth. Stop eating. Just stop. And that was, and, and that was like a six-week uh, experience of just unwinding. Just unwinding this whole sense like I could be injured. <laughs> I 
Wisdom dialogues with a puppy today. We're having wisdom dialogues with a puppy. So I'm talking and everyone's getting distracted by the puppy and then they just come back again and it's all purpose. All perfect. <laughs> In case anyone who's listening is wondering. <laughs> I'm experiencing pain. <laughs> with the dog? Yeah, sharp teeth. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You. <laughs> So here's one thing about dogs, in case anyone wants to focus on wisdom dialogues and not play with a dog. So here's, here's, what, here's, here's how it works. If you just hold yourself still, he'll get, totally, he'll, he'll, he'll get totally bored of your ass. The only reason he keeps on coming back to you is because you're shaking a shaker and you're moving your hands around. No, I just picked up the So, so well, yeah, all you have to do is move that thing a little bit and he's like on it. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little tip in case. I mean, I don't mind. This is for you guys. If you guys want to be distracted with the puppy and that's, the, that's what you want to do, that's cool. Um, there's also uh, other options. And I have no judgment either way. I'll just sit here and keep talking. And uh, the, the um, recorder will take care of the people who are listening. <laughs> so, hooray. Yay. Puppy love. Woo. Yeah. So you addressed something that I was having triggers about uh -huh. the whole time, but you addressed it when it doesn't have a hold on you, or how did you address What thing is it? The puppy? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a sense like, uh, like this shouldn't be happening, right? right? There's a sense like this shouldn't be happening. So there's just a willingness to be with that sense. The talking just does itself. Okay. The talking just takes care of itself. And so it's like even, even, in, even in the talking, I'm sensing it. Like when we're, when, when we're together too, like we feel each other. Right. Okay, so there's a sense of uncomfort with it in the room. I, I pick up on it. Um, it's kind of similar to when I would do wisdom dialogues and people would constantly interrupt me with these long diatribes, right? And, I, and just like sit through it until eventually, until eventually it was like, okay, wisdom dialogues doesn't go like that anymore. Okay, there's not going to be that anymore. Okay, then that, that was the expression. So I'm just still like, surprise me. I'm curious about what the expression is. I don't even know if I'm going to do or say anything to address the situation or anything. It's just a matter of it's going to come as it comes. And it's just going to come as it comes. So my job within everything, and even when I'm speaking about it, I notice an upset feeling. So my job within the upset feeling is just to allow that to be diffused. And diffusion is really embodiment. So it's like embracing it and just allowing all of the things to come exactly as they do. Because I'm not teaching anyone that I'm not learning from, for one thing. So I'm always learning. So in the situation, whenever there is any kind of upset feeling or anything like that, that's a lesson for me. So whether I'm speaking or not, I'm still learning from that situation. See? So that's, so it's, that's why everything's perfect for me. Um, you know, in, like in wisdom dialogues, like the time my son was saying, fuck you behind me when I was in, on video, right? <laughs> that's around like May 2000, uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, May 2018 in, in the videos. Yeah, one, at one point, my son, 
uh, yeah, because the lava came May, right? Yeah, lava came May. So it was probably like April. At one point, my son was just so pissed that I was doing wisdom dialogues. He thought I was taking up his bandwidth so he couldn't play his video games. Um, and man, was he, uh, he was calling me a fucking bitch while I was on wisdom dialogues and he's like right behind me. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. You know, it's like, uh, it, it's like, I'm, I'm really glad for as, as soon as that was going on, I was just really glad for that that was occurring because that's like bringing things to the surface. Of course, you know, my friends, I'm on, I'm on the video right there. And, you know, after that occurred, um, first I just sat there and I just like experienced it. It's like, it's like, whoa, uh, wisdom dialogues might be ending right now. Cause I got this kid, you know, basically wisdom dialogues might be ending right now. So I'm like relaxing with that. And then the next thing I know, I just pick up my computer and I walk through the whole house and go up to um, my daughter's room who had a lock on the door. And I end up going, I just walk through the house. My son's screaming behind me. He's actually crying and screaming. He's like 10 years old. And um, he's walking behind me. And I get up there. I lock the door. I close the door. And I'm back in front of the computer um, on Wisdom Dialogues. And I just like take a free breath and go right back into it. And my friend goes, whoa, wait a second. I got to know what went on there. Like what happened there? What was that? What went on for you? So, so basically there it is. There it is. I'm actually on wisdom dialogue. So it's like, really, it's like, now's the time to really like use this. I mean, it's like demonstrating it right now. Right? So I'm not choosing what I'm going to do. I'm not, I, I know I never am, but when I think I am, I'm putting a wrench in everything. I'm messing things up. So I know I'd have no choice in it first. So I'm just like taking a pause and relaxing with this sense like, oh my gosh, this is like an emergency. I might have to like shut this thing down. And then all of a sudden it occurs to me, my daughter's room has a lock on it. I pick up my computer, walk through the house. He's screaming behind me, get up there. And then they're like, how do you know that's the right thing to do? I don't, I don't know anything's the right thing to do. All I do is embrace whatever it is I seem to do. Is your son okay? And I'm like, yeah, by that time he's laughing down there. In fact, he was ha- there was a whole party going on in my house where he had his best friend over there and everything. But he just got the idea because it was perfect for all of us that he needed to use the internet at that time. And he was going to call me a bitch and start crying, right? But then once I'm up there and I'm back on wisdom dialogues and stuff, he's laughing and playing with his friend. Right. I don't know what's going to I'm not even making this kind of connection before I go and pick up my computer and walk up there. I'm not even making that kind of connection. I'm just open to the flow. I'm open to how things are going. So come to find out it works out perfectly, just like always. (laughs) Yeah, the dog's getting kicked out and it's perfect. (laughs) You know, it's like however it works. You know, if the dog's barking over the whole wisdom dialogues and you can't hear what I'm saying, that's also perfect, right? Because there's nothing that's really happening here in the first place. So in knowing that, you can feel those upset feelings. It's not like they're not going to come. That's the ego looking for them not to come. Oh, that didn't bother me at all, all stoic, right? (laughs) That didn't even move me. No, let yourself be moved by everything. That's the beauty of it. That's the love making, right? It's motion. It's movement. And that's where you're going to get those blissful, ecstatic 
you know, visceral sensations too, is through the upset feelings. The joy comes through that. The communion comes out of that. And who knows, like, like Niall, when you're sitting there and, and, and you get the sense like, man, this puppy is fucking annoying. I'm trying to focus on hope, you know, and you get the sense like that. It's like, you just open up to that energy because who knows? It's like, surprise me. What might I even say? I don't know. What might I do? What might I say? Uh, you know, it's just like leaving it open to however it comes, however it wants to manifest. And then everything becomes fun because we only get an idea that we don't want something to happen. Like, say you're in your, you know, you're in your savasana, which is the last pose in yoga, right? And you're, that's the one where you're just supposed to really just like zone out. And then all of a sudden, someone starts up a weed whacker right there outside your window. That's where it's at. Thank you. Like the friend right here earlier, there was a friend doing something up there. And uh, he, he was standing up there on the ladder. And I was just sitting here. And no one was in here yet. And I was just relaxing right here. And he said something to me, and I didn't hear him right away. And then, and then I looked over, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were meditating. I thought you were just sitting there. And I go, it's okay, you're in my meditation. You know, it's all like, it would, if I'm meditating, whatever sense I'm, sense I'm getting, that's in the meditation too, right? It, it used to be when I didn't realize that, man, I would get pissed. Meditation seemed to piss me off. Because I'd come out of that thing more pissed. <laughs> and especially if my husband had the gall to do the dishes in the next room while I'm having meditation. <laughs> Can you wait until I'm done meditating to do the fucking dishes? <laughs> That's how I would come out of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> then I just put the dishes in the meditation and it's all good. My husband still, he's gentle with the vacuum. I don't even think, I haven't told him, but I don't think he realizes either that I'm totally over the vacuum thing. You know, I don't think he realizes it, but I think it's so cute anyways, just to watch, you know, he'll, when he goes to vacuum and I'm in a certain place, he'll, if there's a door to close, he'll close the door. He'll sometimes ask me if it's okay. He's depriving you. <laughs> yeah. He's depriving me of my triggers. <laughs> I told him, I told him the other day, uh, the other day, he's like, sorry, babe, I have to vacuum. And I go, it's okay, honey. I know you don't hurt me any more than I need to be hurt. <laughs> But it's true. No one can. And no, really, no one can hurt you. It's not like that. Because there's no threat. But you're going to get a sense of people hurting you, and that's great. You're going to get a sense that they hurt you. Yay. Yes. Exactly. Yay. No one does it. That, I, that idea that someone did something to you, you know. You know. You go into those little fucking holes sometimes. Where you're like, that fucking guy. Fuck him. I'm going to tell everyone on Facebook how fucked up that guy is. <laughs> how dare that fucker tell me that. <laughs> so, you know, if, you're, if you find yourself doing that, that's great. That's great. Use it. Observe. Look at all the people jumping on the bandwagon. 
<laughs> oh, you're so good. He's so shitty. Yeah. You deserve so much better. How many times are you going to play that out? Like, just watch it. Just watch it over and over again. How many times will we play non-gratitude out? Right? It's not a judgment about it. It's just like, how many times will I? Let's, it's curious. Oh, there I go again, playing out as if someone did something to me. What fun. And look it, I got other people to agree with me. <laughs> Sit with yourself. You know, if the willingness is there, you can't, you know, that's a suggestion. You can't really make a choice in it. But, you know, kind of like leaning in that direction. Sit with yourself. Don't tell anyone a person is fucked up. Because if you tell a person that a person is fucked up, that's all about you. That's an attack on your body. If they agree with you, it's a double attack on your body. <laughs> You're right. That was a fucked up thing to say. That's a double attack on you. You don't want them agreeing with you. I was telling my friend, one of my friends who got, well, she thought she had COVID. No one got COVID. She th- was saying she got COVID. And, uh, and, and she freaking announced it to all these different people, right? So now everyone believes her that she has COVID and they're scared and they're, they're giving her so much advice. She's got advice coming out her ears. She's got all this medication and it's all natural stuff, you know, cause you know, natural, natural medication. Aloha. So, so, so I go, did you just tell a bunch of people that you have COVID? I go, why don't you call them back up and tell them that you were lying or you were kidding or something? I was just kidding. Call him back up and tell him you were kidding. <laughs> she didn't do that. No. Oh, that's probably what I would have done if I found myself telling a bunch of people. I was just kidding. I made that up. I wanted to pretend like I was sick. Right? I just made that shit up. And then, and then I told her, you know, when I went over there to see her, for one thing, I jumped in bed with her. She was tripping out on that. Because she's like, you're in the sick bed. And I was like, there's no bed, for one. And there's no sick that's not true. You're faking it. You're actually faking it right now. And she's like, it doesn't feel like I'm faking it. I go, I know that's because you're really powerful to fake yourself out. It doesn't feel like it. I know, but you're faking it. And when you will admit that you're faking it, it takes on a whole different thing. It takes on a whole different usefulness. See, instead of being used for the ego's game to try to get better, right? You're trying to get better. <laughs> you can be enjoying this sense like you're sick. The sense like you're sick, what's coming up again is fear. It's all fear coming up. It's to be resolved. It's coming up to be resolved. Don't worry, the solutions are coming. You just don't have to fret over them. All the solutions are coming. And you know, another thing that I see when people think they know what the solution is, you see, a lot of people thought, oh, I know what the solution is. It's ivermectin, it's this, it's this, it's this, whatever. Don't trust those pharmaceutical ones. Use these ones, right? Well, the ones that were most adamant about those things working, nothing worked. COVID for months. Apparent COVID for months, right? It's, it's great. And then, and then the kids who don't know shit, right? They're like, uh, you know, they're in their 20s and stuff. They don't know shit. They don't care about ivermectin and all that shit. They just like feel a little bit under the weather. They go take a break. They're over it. <laughs> they don't have a story around it you know the adults might be might have some adults making a story making story for them then they might buy buy into that and think they need to go down that path uh, yeah i go i go I, I, i'm gonna tell all the friends 
today. I was going, I was going to a group gathering with a bunch of women. Like she goes, tell all my friends hi. I'm going to tell them hi, and I'm going to tell them you're faking it. And she said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she agreed. She agreed. It's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes a, all the all that pressure, all that lie about it, you know, like like this thing is on me. No, this is a device. This is a mental device that I'm using right now. And I love this. This is perfect for me. I mean, it's just everything is so easeful like that. You know what's funny? It people actually want to take care of you when you're like that. It's really interesting. It's like the opposite of playing a victim. When you play a victim, you're a burden on people. When you're not playing a victim, people want to serve me. I've seen that in, in my experience so much. I have one friend that when I go over her house, it seems like she's doing so much stuff to, for me from my point of view. You know, it's like she's just like really taking care of me. She like makes me food. She makes me full meals and uh, anything I want to drink. She's always like bringing stuff, hosting and stuff. Um, by the way, I love that. <laughs> so, so then she calls me up and she sa- she's like, yeah, this other friend came over and I am feeling like she's just draining my energy. It seems like she wants me to do stuff for her. And I go, well, I was just over there and I felt like you were just serving the shit out of me. Did you feel like that with me at all? And she goes, no, I, don't, I feel like I totally want to do it with you. And I go, okay, so here's the thing. You're projecting her like that as an energy drain. So you look at it like that. Look it. I actually like serving people. I just enjoyed serving Hope just like last week. That we really enjoyed ourselves. We really like, you know, I took care of her and we were we had a great time. Now I'm feeling this about this person. It's the mental energy play between these these bodies, these uh these uh these figments of our imagination. Okay? It's a mental energy it's like she doesn't deserve that though. She doesn't deserve that. And from her perspective, she's getting this all the time. This is her habit. The one who doesn't deserve it, apparently, is getting this, I don't deserve, you don't deserve it from other people all the time. That's her habit, right? And the reason for that is the sense of wanting. Wanting them to do, I don't want my friends to do shit for me. I'm fine. I can just sit here. One friend said, you're just good, huh? Because I just sit, I'll sit there and massage myself for hours. I don't need to do stuff, right? I don't need a bunch of attention. Like I'll just sit, you, you know, you don't have to entertain me. I'll sit around and massage myself. I'm fine. <laughs> the energy play, though, that's really where it's at. If you want people to serve you, you're getting the opposite. If you want them to serve you, they're getting the opposite. And that's an energy that I just love to play with. I love to play with that. Whenever it seems like someone's not giving me what I think I'm deserving of, I'm always getting that feeling and watching it dissipate in my body because I'm misbelieving. I'm making this up. Of course they're giving me what what I need. And the more I'm willing to see that they're giving me what I need, the thought that they're not giving me what I need becomes orgasmic for me. It's like, yes, show me that you're not giving me what I need because that opens me up to even more ecstasy. I I really, because I really don't need anything from anyone. Okay. Like really, uh, and neither do you. You really don't need anything from anyone. But when you agree with the thought that you need something from someone, 
that turns them off for giving. It's so, I just see the play. It's so obvious. We're playing around. With, so, it, so getting the sense, it's just like getting a sense you got a sore neck, getting the sense that someone is not giving you what you need. They're not taking care of me. I love that. And that doesn't um, make me reject a person because they seem to not give me what I need. So it's not like you guys have to be walking around on eggshells to make it so I don't get an upset feeling and then reject you because you didn't give me what I need. I do not reject you for seeming to not give me what I need. That has nothing to do with anything. That has nothing to do with it. Not, nothing to do with how I relate with you. Okay. Um, because it's always comes back to everyone in my presence. I know I want them to feel at home. Right. So it's not like I'm going to be rejecting you because I made you seem like you're not giving me what I need. I made you seem like you're not giving me what I need. You're always giving me what I need. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what do you do with the guilt you feel like at the aftermath of it? Like, like for instance, um, life is always going to have puppies and, and kids and mm-hmm. things that are going to, and, and you, you, you addressed it in a way that you just gave an idea, mm-hmm. right? you just gave an option. You didn't say stop this or stuff. That mm-hmm. said very lovingly, you addressed it with an options. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like guilty after that. I was like, well, I, there must be something wrong with me that that bothers me because, but I see it like life is always bringing like in the planes with kids yes. all the time. Yes. And I feel, I feel, I don't want to be triggered by it. Oh, well that that's the ego. Why wouldn't you want to be triggered? Of course you want to be triggered. Okay. Yeah. You want you, you are setting up the triggers for awakening. Your, your, your reaction isn't a cause for guilt. Your reaction is something you can use to awaken. It's not a cause for guilt at all. Your reaction is good. You should be reacting to this world. Okay. There would be something wrong with you if you were not reacting to this world. But I don't want to react with, with like, I like how you did it. Okay, a, well, that's a, that it's all an internal job, though. Okay. It's all an internal job. So if you like how I did it, then you just use that as inspiration for accepting, you know, yourself, this reaction... I love that about myself. I love any expression that comes out of my mouth. See, the way, the, the way you transform a pattern like this is you start loving the expression that is coming out of your mouth, even if you seem to be disappointed with it. I love that that expression came out of my mouth, and I love that I'm disappointed with it. <laughs> See? I love it all. I love it, love it, love it. And, you know, that's really the truth. That's not an affirmation. That's very different from an affirmation. This is true. You do love everything about yourself. You made it like this so you can react to a world that's not worthy of you. If you're not reacting to a world that's not worthy of you, that's pretty insane. Right? You're you're reacting. and, And, you know, most of you are reacting so much more than you're aware. So you're getting aware of the reactions. You know, you have to know when you're suffering to see through the suffering. You know, I was saying on, on Wisdom Dialogues uh, online about how, you know, suffering came up one morning when my beautiful clothes 
were in the washer and the washer wasn't draining. And, um, you know, me being kind of like semi one-legged right now, um, didn't feel like taking these clothes that are soaked in water and trying to get them somewhere. So I kept running the washer again, thinking, well, at one point it's going to work. Run it like five times. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this isn't working. <laughs> But yeah, but and, and that was like my husband too. Well, let's let's run. Let's run. Let's try running it like this. Let's try running it like this. Like try some different ways to run it. Okay, now they've been run like five times. Honey, will you take care of my clothes? Yeah, he took them out, put them online for me. Um, but just like the suffering that comes up in such mundane things, it's perfect. We want it. We do. We really do want it. We want it, but we want to identify it as suffering. You got to identify it as suffering first to see through it. If you're not identifying it as suffering, then it's something else. It's a problem with my husband. I mean, he's the man of the house. Why the fuck doesn't the washer work properly? You know, you can make anything up. Just project it. <laughs> the projections immediately go to him. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love it. It makes us so much closer too. It does. It is, every time, every time I get triggered by my husband, it just makes me closer to him. <laughs> it's just so comical. Because eventually you're just gonna laugh at it. Oh yeah. Well, uh, you know, and that and, and that one, I'm already laughing at it right in the moment. You know, I'm already laughing at it right in the moment. I, I, I identify it. It's easy. It's really, it's really, really simple, and it will become easy over time for you. You'll laugh at it right in the moment. Oh, I just wanted to blame him. So right in the moment, it's like you're, it's like you're capitulating back and forth with this energy. Like there's this energy, and either you can embrace this sensation right now and kind of let it permeate you, or you can use it for projecting. So that's the capitulating. Do you see that? Do you see that? So when there's this sense like something's wrong because my beautiful clothes are getting fucked up, having to wash them so many times, I love that I'm reacting to that. I love it. I know that's not the reason for the pain. I know it's a habit. So I'm watching it. See? That's, a, that's the simplest because you're, you don't have to. You see how there's no evaluation? Everything you're doing... Uh, everything, all your observations and everything, the ego's coming back around the backside with observation. The ego's, uh, uh, or the ego's evaluating that for you. So the ego's coming around with this evaluation, this self-evaluation, and that's what's preventing you from seeing the miracle that's here right now. Because you're buying into all this self-evaluation. You see how that just piles right up? So that I love that about myself goes to every single aspect of what I seem to be doing. There's nothing that I can do that can make me guilty. That's the truth. Then that has to extend. There's nothing anyone else can do that can make them guilty. See, in my eyes, there's no way they can possibly lack innocence in the first place. But I project the guilty thing in the first place. So when I'm reacting to them, I've made them guilty. What do I want? I want their innocence because their innocence is my innocence. See? I don't want to make them guilty. That sounds, uh, that sounds ridiculous. And uh, I know Nael learned about Ho'oponopono since he came. And I know I talked about that before. It's just beautiful. Um, the words are, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So Nael 
caught wind of that, and he just started repeating that to himself over and over again, and realized he was talking to himself. And when you have that realization, that's where you see, okay, there's no one to forgive. There's nothing to forgive, you know. But coming from a separate perspective, we think there is something to forgive, and that's why it says that in the whole Ho'oponopono prayer. Doesn't mean I'm sorry, right? That's the one thing I got. That's just the word. It was already right. Uh huh. We're making it more right. So the Hawaiians are like, why do this Westerners keep on saying I'm sorry? Please forgive me. Think there's never I'm sorry. So they're always like, oh, we made that part up. It was not even part of it. No. Oh, that's wonderful. Perfect. But we can make even more right. We can bring more light and more awareness into it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I love it. The people have changed the lyrics now. They take out sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? It didn't matter for Niall anyways, because you know, it's like, it's like when you see that you're saying that to yourself, yeah. then there's no need to project things. You, you see that it's all you, it's all your, you're forgiving yourself. You've gone through a, you've gone through a trajectory of just uh, through all these different thought patterns and it brought you to all these seeming experiences, you know, and you're, you went in delusion, you went in separation. Okay. So it's kind of like you need an apology. <laughs> so, you know, for a lot of people that resonates for them and it works for them and it's not in the words at all. So it's like, whatever it is that does it for you, you, you haven't done anything guilty, but you have harmed yourself in your dream and you're and, and you're beholding yourself right now to dreaming because you're afraid of waking up so what we're doing is we're seeing through the fear whenever we're taking an upset feeling or any kind of pain or any kind of painful situation or person or anything ah oh i'm getting kicked to the curb so to speak <laughs> so let's finish this out does anyone have any questions Yay, everyone. Yay. What a fun, fun crowd. Thank you. I appreciate you. You guys are all awesome. Thank you, Thank you for joining. Thank you to the puppy, wherever the puppy went now. <laughs> what do you think about the puppy? And oh, the he's cat? there. <laughs> every time I meditate and I relax, yeah. even no matter what's going on, the yeah. cat and the dog, they like each other. Now they love each other. But they both are like rolling around, relaxed on my lap, right? And then they just get sheer stillness. It takes like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. But it's really interesting, yeah. Whatever mirrors, you know, within. Yep. But it was funny because I was watching her go around. I'm like, normally she sleeps. I'm uh-huh. after like five minutes. So there's something she's playing out. Oh, yeah. Well, she's yeah. all part of the awakening, too. I mean, it's all, it's, that's what's going on. You know, it's all the, all the, all the things that, uh, that seem to pop up in the perception, they're all for the same thing. So it's always gratitude for everything. And in that, you know, Niall, about your question about, expressing it in a way that's loving you're just being loving with it right so you're in you're you're in relationship with everything and it's all an internal thing where you're reacting to it and you're just like allowing their reactions to be what they are and blessing them and then you know you're just you you just automatically talk in a kind way you're not coming from the frustration you can sense it and have compassion with it so you're so then the words come out smoother just naturally yay Yay, everyone. I love you. Thank you for joining. HopeJohnson.org. Go to HopeJohnson.org. You can find like pretty much everything Hope Johnson there. All my links. 
Um, I even wrote a blog post recently, which is very rare for me. I don't think I did that since 2019. Um, and it's about uh, being productive without effort. So that's a really fun one. Um, and, then, and then check out uh, the Telegram, Awakening with Hope. Uh, Instagram, I haven't been posting there lately, but you never know. Things, things change all the time. I, I don't even post there anyways. One of my friends posts there, and now she's on like a six-month hike, so who knows what will happen there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you. Mahalo. I love you.